Well, well, or should I say squeak, squeak, squeak. Good afternoon slash evening slash morning, John. Good afternoon. Whatever the time is where you are, whenever you're enjoying this, this excellent publication, broadcast. Yeah, I'm... I mean, it is, it, is, it is excellent, but over the last 228 previous episodes, we've done things a certain way, and now it's time for a change, because, John, I have to, I have to tell you, from, for at least the next five minutes, I now identify as a mouse. Um, <laughs> squeak, squeak. Squeak, squeak, squeak. So it's time to boost me high end, get me all squeaky. And uh, embrace my new identity as a mouse. You can use squeak or squeak self if you'd like when describing me. But uh, otherwise, that is the reality now. So you're going to have to embrace it, my friend. Yeah, and I'd like to welcome everyone to this episode 229 <laughs> of Chasing the Set Live. With me, Ben, and with uh, Squeaker. <laughs> I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day. I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave. Well, there you go. Welcome, people. Obviously, my colleague here can't speak because you know identifies as a mouse. Um, no, no, I changed the journey. Into oh, it. you've, you've um, gone, you've gone. I was just about yeah. to go and get you a piece of cheese. Oh, man, would it have been extra mature cheddar? Y yeah, well, it actually have been Blue Stilton, I think. Blue Stilton. Oh, no, 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 I'm all good. I'm all good. If it was extra mature, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have switched back. Are you a mouse or a man? <laughs> it all depends on the time of day and how I am feeling. That so is, what is that, that a about? genuine answer? Is that about all these kids that are identifying as cats? Oh my word. Oh my word. And teachers are so, too frightened to say, look, you can be a cat when you go home, but in school you're going to be a normal person and be taught as a human. But yeah. teachers won't say that because <gasps> they're identifying as a cat. We'll have to treat look, them as a cat. So have they set up letter trays in the toilets? This is what I was going to ask. So if if um, if you would like to identify as a cat, there's no discrimination here. Just make sure yeah. you do things as if you are a cat. So um, I guess there's no more speaking whilst you're at school. So there's just the occasional licking of one well, hand and then one's face. No, no. Even though, even though they want to identify as cats, they're allowed to meow at each other, right? Right. But they've got to speak to the teacher. Well, like in in people words. Yeah, <laughs> with words. We don't They're we don't normally can't we, hold do on. That. we don't normally call them people words. We just normally call it language. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but cats can't do that. They can't. So we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to look at the rule book and see where we're going wrong here. Because if I, if you're a cat, like like John just said. We'll embrace that, and we'll make sure you've got a litter tray, and we'll make sure you've got perhaps a little cattery slash cage to sleep in at night. Um, we'll get you some nice toys, get you some nice little mice, little mouse toys, and uh, yeah, let's embrace it. Let's embrace the madness, as I say. Well, why not? Because why not? And you know what? This is actually tied in quite well because you came up with some ideals for today's. Um for today's, you know, thumbnail and, and title and all that, and I've completely disregarded them. I want, yeah. to, I want to call it Ice Cream Cats and Uncle Joe, right? Because after the censorship that we've seen being exhibited on certain platforms, perhaps even mm -hmm. this being one of them that you're listening on to right now, it, it would seem that... You you have no option but to just um just follow the narrative and, and in fact you'd probably make more money and, and you'd probably get more likes and clicks and giggles if you just put up videos of people eating ice cream or funny cat videos or or just um supported Uncle Joe. So there you go. Yeah. So I was having a conversation yesterday on Twitter, um and I called us non sensational sensationalism. Yeah. So Realistically speaking, 
when we take a look at an issue, when we cover an issue, generally we look at it from a, a, a dispassionate, unbiased perspective. Yeah, we will give our personal opinion, but our personal opinions are quite often based upon that. We look for the evidence within a situation, and, and then we opine based upon that evidence, or at least we like to if that evidence is freely available. But it seems like this quite normal behaviour uh, has over the last few years especially, just become sensationalism, at least in the realm of social media. So whilst really it's not sensational at all, it's what, you know, quote-unquote normal people should and would do, It's it's been everyone else around us has gone mad, and we've, we've been pushed to this sort of periphery of sensationalism despite the fact it's not. So I think I'm going to coin that phrase, non-sensational sensationalism. So give, uh, I, I'm, I, I kind of got lost there. Um, right. What, what's a brief summation of what you're saying? Are you saying that uh, we well, are not sensational enough or we are, too sensa- or we are sensational or sensationalist because we've been forced into it by, the, by what goes on around us? Well, neither. What right, I'm saying okay. is... What I'm saying is we're not at all sensational. Sensational. What I'm saying is we're completely, really normal. And that's why but, we're failing. Yeah, but we are candidates, especially on places like Twitter, for the two minutes of hate, for being sensational, because that idea of being normal is being pushed into the, in, in, into the wings. It's so being pushed out and pushed out and pushed out, and insanity is taking over as the norm. So normality is the minority. Well, it, it seems... In the real world, no, I don't think so. But it would seem like in the realms of social media... Oh, yeah. You're being pushed more and more to think that. Yeah, but as in, I mean, even if you go back to, like, TV, that's always gone the same way. Things get... You know, they push harder and harder and harder. They're always pushing the envelope. And everything gets harder and harder and harder. And then suddenly the sensor comes along and goes, no, hold on a minute. You've overstepped the mark. Bang. And the hammer comes down and everything gets reset, you know. And and kind of that's what kind of happens here because, you know, YouTube came along and it was the Wild West. It was, yeah, anything goes. Twitter came along. It was the same. It was the Wild West. You could say what you liked. Nobody gave, nobody gave a flying fig. You know, and, and, and you, I mean, you, you didn't have any hassle, and then suddenly it, people just kept pushing, and then things happened, and then more regulations come in, and then suddenly, bang! You know, you can't say anything unless it's technically approved. And then Elon Musk comes along, and you step back in time slightly, and then you know more regulations come in, and like EU regulations, I think, and then it's going to be bang, and you can't say anything again. There you go. Yes. It's it's a cycle of life and a cycle of social media. For those who don't know, I mean, Elon Musk, he says one thing and then seemingly does another. Because uh, let me just go to my own Twitter profile so that I can ensure that um, I get this entirely right. I'm going to read this to you. I tweeted this last night. Go through it. Um, where is it? Where is it? Do, 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 do. So Twitter, uh, this is, I'll read you my tweet verbatim. Twitter to become the vassal state of the EU censorship machine as Elon Musk vocally agrees to abide the Digital Service Act coming into fourth August 25th, and this is in the EU. Mm-hmm. It will be forced to remove hate speech and discrimination. Yeah, who, who, who makes the determination? I mean, these are subjective criteria yeah they are they're entirely subjective and unfortunately what people that what people that champion these things fail to understand you know mm-hmm. is that at some point the people you like that have made these rules might not be in power yeah and then people you don't like will then be able to decide what is hate speech well what is misinformation it's already started because if you think about it um some guy made made a tweet saying that he specifically said not to be referred to as cis, and then he mm-hmm. got piled on by a bunch of people that did nothing but that. And Elon Musk then then made a tweet, and let me see if I've actually got it. Uh, I I have a copy of it. 
Yeah, well, um, read out what Elon said in response to that. So Elon Musk responded, repeated targeted harassment against any account will cause the harassing accounts to receive at minimum temporary suspensions. The words cis or cisgender are considered slurs on this platform. There you go. Um, that that bothers me a little bit. I mean, it doesn't bother me that we, we try and stop people from piling on, right? That, that, that doesn't bother me so much. Uh, and maybe... Maybe the way to stop that is for the account that's being piled on to repeatedly push the block button. I mean, there's got to be, you know, some give and take because we do have the ability to curate our own social media experience because we do have the block button and we have the mute button and we have mm -hmm. the ability to do these things. But what I... Well, and, I, I, and I find you... Yeah, I, but I replied to you last night in, in our, our private chat and I said to you, I think, um, I think this will actually hurt the left more than the right. Mm -hmm. And uh, see, this is this is where people have to be careful what they wish for because you know it's a two way street. It's a two way street, and to be fair, most of the anger and most of the vitriol and most of the ad hominem attacks come from the left. Well, unfortunately, as a person of the left, I have to agree. I have to agree. Um, I. I I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't feel like I've left the left because I don't think my positions on things have changed. I think the left left me. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I, I think you're right because what these people who coin themselves the left are doing is ad hominem attacks, is targeted harassment, is pile-ons. And... You sometimes see that come from the other side too, but it's not as often, and no. it's not as vitriolic. I mean, what you've really seen the right move on to doing are things like boycotts, and they seem to be working. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the right have their, they have their. Oh well, I suppose you're gonna have to use the word far right, aren't you? But you know, they have this Q and on, Q and on thing or whatever, and and these. This misplaced belief in a saviour, normally in the form of Trump, who isn't going to save anybody. I mean, and let's let's remember, you know, Trump, um, Trump, Trump's only there looking after himself, just like everybody else. He, he, he doesn't really have your um, your interests at heart. He just wants to feather his own nest a little bit more. I don't yeah, think he. So. I don't think he made a big. I mean, he made a big difference in that. He, he actually was neither a Republican nor a Democrat. And no, he, I mean, he used and to he, be a Democrat. Yeah, well, he used yeah. To be but, a Democratic donor. Yeah, but when he was in power, right, I think what really upset those that are that walk the halls of um, of the Pentagon and the, the White House and, and Congress and all that and Capitol Hill, I think what really upset them was the fact that he didn't kowtow to the military-industrial complex. And he didn't start any fresh wars, so they actually well, no, didn't get to make any money. I mean, I'll, I'll take I'll take your point, and I'll I'll push back a little bit because what he did seem to focus on was American security and economic policy. I mean, he ran his mouth a lot, but he wanted to build his wall, right? And that's obviously something kind of selfish because he wanted to get elected, mm -hmm. and he knew that would appeal to a certain yeah, it was a gimmick. It was a gimmick, but also at the same time, there's no denying that with his policies of, you know, bringing um, especially things like oil back and and mining and what he used to call clean coal, which I don't really think he well, is. But you mean bringing manufacturing back into the States? Yeah, no, his, his policies were, were lifting the Rust Belt out of, yeah, back, back to where they could have yeah, well, been uh, prosperous again. Yeah, okay. But the Democrats are trying to do that as well now, aren't they? Because they've suddenly realised, oh, if um, if if China does take Taiwan, nobody's going to be able to make chips. So they're trying to make chips in the states again. So they're having to ramp up that. And yeah, everything just costs so much when you do it in the states because you've got things like minimum wage. Because you know, because you you you've got so many rules and regulations. You've got so many 
things, the hoops, bureaucracy that you need to jump through to get anything done. Whereas when you just go to China and say, can you make this for me? They go, ah, we copy this. <laughs> you know, back. Next thing you know, it's in the post. Um, I mean, so yeah. One of the things, I was I'm not say that was and, one of the things he wanted to do, wasn't it? Regulation slashing across the board. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not saying that you're getting a top quality product from China necessarily. I think you can get a top quality product. But mm-hmm. you've got to be right on top of them to get it. Because, yeah. like everyone, if you're not there watching them you know, 24-7, they're going to cut corners. And everybody everybody does that. Everybody cuts corners. I mean, look at people that work in this country. Yeah, when they're not under the BDI of their boss, I'm pretty sure they slack off. You know? In fact, I well, know they slack it. off. At the end of the day, who wants to work? Who wants to who wants to go out and do a physical job all day, every day? It doesn't need you know. to be a physical job though. I mean even people that are sitting True. at a desk, they slack off as well, you know? True. But, 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 but having said that, you can't you cannot work for eight hours, right? Without a break. And and I know people say, Well you get lunch and you get a tea break and all that. You can't do it. You just can't do it and no. you, you I mean, there's been loads of studies and things, and you're better you're better working for twenty minutes, you know, full concentration on something than you are working for an hour where you're going to lose concentration. And that's why school school lessons have decreased in time because they used to be. I mean, when I was at school, we used to a double period was two hours, two hours. You know, yeah. Right? As of this September, we're being forced to the school day is being extended. Yeah. Well, it needs to be. It needs to be because it's been cut back. But when I was at school, a double period was two hours. Can you imagine two hours of maths? Two I did it. hours. I used to do it. I used to do. I used to do a three-hour science lesson. I, I used to do a three-hour science lesson. I don't believe you. I don't believe you did no. a three-hour science lesson. I, I just do don't believe that. What? You need to prove that. I, I can't. Well, we I, I, I've never seen a three-hour lesson in a school. Never. We used to, it was an optional subject and it was called triple science. Nah, I've never seen it. Right? Don't believe and it. And I did it. Don't believe it. I did it. I need proof. We'd, we'd spend an hour on each hey, science. You can talk all you like until you show me the proof. I'm not believing you. Okay, fair enough. But we used to do it. <laughs> Physics, chemistry, and biology. And you did three hours without a break. No. Ah. <laughs> so you had a break. <laughs> well, we only so had five hours a three hour lesson. You didn't do a three hour lesson then. Well, you when did two hours when we, when we did a double period, it was two hours without a break. Listen, we did a two hour stint without a break. Nah, then we would have yeah, 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 yeah. You do, you fucking millennials. You just don't know you're living. We would do two hours without a break, and then it would be lunch break, and then it'd be the yep. final lesson of the day to finish it off. Bloody hell, you can't even do a two-hour show these days without going, oh, it's getting near the end, maybe we need to wind this up. <laughs> right, anyway, where were we? Um, uh, well, I was going to tell you how long the school day's been extended by. Cause, oh, God. What, 30 I mean, minutes? it's going to make su- it's going to make such an impact. Go on, on the kids' lives. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, you know what? 15 minutes. It used to be school started at 5 to... Well, when I went to school, school started at 5 to 9, right? Mm-hmm. And finished at 4 o'clock. Well, currently, it's school starts. We get the kids there about 20 to 9, right? Uh, well, um, right? Hold on. Whoa, whoa. I don't care when you get the kids there, right? When does school start? 5 to 9. Right, okay. And it finishes at 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it will be finishing at 3.15 come September. Wow. Because uh, that's going to make such a difference in their lives. Mm-hmm. An extra hour and 15 minutes a week. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's the British government for you. Uh, but then again, the, the curriculum that keeps being championed is just bollocks these mm-hmm. days, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolute bollocks. Um, we got the we got the the letter through for for this year's sex education, um, teaching them about relationships and and how a baby is conceived. And I was thinking, well, hold on, what son, age is this for? This for a nine year old. Why? Well, this is what I was gonna. This is what I was gonna say, especially in my son's case, who is 
you know, autistic and mentally probably about six. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't think it's appropriate. No, I don't, I don't think, so, think it's something that they should be learning out of our, out of our view because we don't know what they're being taught. And you know, don't mistake that for anything else. I just think that maybe we should have some input in what they're being taught, what they're ready to be taught, because each child is different. And each child, I mean, my six-year-old daughter is more, way more mentally mature than my nine-year-old son. Mm-hmm. And that's just a fact. Yeah. So I don't think that there should be blanket anything, and that comes to all education, because we spoke about this before, because they're catering to the lowest common denominator. And there are people that could be ahead, and there could could even be people that are even further behind than that but putting this blanket lesson down it doesn't doesn't well, do anything for anyone yeah but they're not catering to the lowest common denominator that's a problem but they're catering to the middle aren't they yeah, really? they're ca- it's a bell curve they always cater for the average don't they and that's why there's yeah. always people fall out of it at both ends anyway i asked yeah, I think why why does sex education need to be pushed into schools why can't it just leave it with parents I, I agree and I think it is people can push back against this all they like I think it is our job as parents to set our kids up for social situations and things like that in life I don't think it's the school's job I think the school's job should simply be to teach them academic subjects mm-hmm. and more and more we are seeing this push for this studies and that studies and if it's got studies on the end of it it's probably a red flag as yeah. far as i'm concerned yeah. and what what they really should just be called is indoctrination time because you're trying to teach the kids that the world is your worldview or at least the worldview that is approved by the curriculum and and whilst you know there might be merits to that human beings are individuals and and whilst i hate talking about it because i don't think there should be groups human beings do live in groups we live in we live in we're we're a, we're a very collective species and there are people who have different beliefs different faiths different religions different attitudes to things and whilst we may think some people's attitudes to things are unacceptable they will think our attitudes to things are unacceptable and you can't be teaching you you well you can't be forcing an ideology upon children whose parents are going to push back against that and and even if even if even if that is wrong surely the parents are the ultimate arbiter of what the kids should be learning i don't know right um yeah so i i it's it's quite difficult i just find it difficult but i think basically you should you should like you said stick to the academic subjects and maybe a bit of you know pe and football and all that kind of stuff but uh you know, why do you need to social your social social skills and things really should be picked up by your parenting? Yeah, I mean, and let's talk about PE for a sec, right? right okay. You just mentioned that because after recording this, I'm off to my daughter's sports day. Now, last week we went to my son's sports day, right? And I remember when I was in school, we were encouraged to win. We were encouraged to do our best. We were encouraged to actually compete. Not now. And I tell you, that's not the case anymore no, at all. Participation, isn't it? It's participation and and mediocrity. And I think yeah. the jury's out on whether or not that's a good thing. Yeah, you, um, you, because you. obviously it's good for the kids to all have their parents there and be encouraged, especially a bunch of six-year-olds like we're going to go and see here. But also, is it bad for the kids to not not be striving to to be the victor, to, to do the best, to oh. ach- achieve that win? I tell you what, I tell you what, Ben, right? If you go on social media now... Right, mm-hmm. and you say something that people don't like. Yeah. Right about someone, whether it's true yeah. or not. Let's just say it's true, and you actually say something that people don't like. You will get oh, yeah. piled on by a bunch of people who have never, who have never been criticised in their life. I tell you what, I can actually give you a prime example of that because last night I went to a secret screening at Cineworld, mm-hmm. um, and it ended up being 
as I correctly predicted in advance, the Pixar movie Elemental. And after the screening, uh, World had put on Twitter, what did you think of it? Leave your reviews. And I simply said, which I believe to be the truth, is that beautifully animated movie, bloody lovely to look at, but it focused almost completely on the nose and heavily on the idea of racial segregation and allegory in favour of giving us a decent story because the story, I it was really muddled. Yeah. And it, it really fell by the wayside in favour of putting in your face this idea of racial segregation and racial segregation being bad. And that's what the movie, a $200 million movie, I might add, um, was focusing on. And it's just been released in America this past weekend and it releases here in two weeks. Okay, so... I went and I got an advanced screening of it. B- bloody lovely laser projection, massive screen. And and so the movie was just okay, as far as I'm concerned. Like, it, it's it's kind of harmless. It's passable. Mm-hmm. It puts it in your face. There's a little short on the beginning, like all Pixar movies do, from the movie Up, uh, or continuation of the movie Up, which was better than the film. So the five-minute short was better than the movie. Mm. But for simply giving my honest and balanced review, and I think looking at the opening weekend numbers in America, this movie is going to lose money for Pixar. It's not going to make money. And for simply saying that, I was piled upon by a couple people calling me names, and then one of them even said I was a nonce for making this criticism <laughs> of a child's movie, allegedly. You know, the adults were invited to see a secret screening. How, how does that work? Uh, well, I'll tell you how it works, because these people can't tolerate any dissent from their worldview. They have um. no they have no bearing on how to, to take a criticism, even when they're not the ones being criticised. Yeah. It's insane. That is insane. That people, and they hide behind anonymous social media accounts because they feel emboldened. They feel emboldened to do this. They won't put their face out there. They ain't got the balls. But... They, uh, I, 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 that is my review of the film, by the way, Pixar's Elemental. Yeah, I was, I was it's, watching. It's, I was watching the thing last night on YouTube, and it was it was probably it's probably one of the things we'll go down the rabbit hole. And um, you've had okay. the, you've had the right? I have. So this guy was debunking it, and he right. was such an obnoxious character, right? Yeah, well, he the had, usually are. Yeah, but he had like hundred thousand views, you know, hundred thousand subscribers or fifty thousand subscribers, that kind of thing. And you think, why do people like watching this? Because the guy was so obnoxious, and he gave, he's debunking merely consisted of him saying, "I'm, I'm, um, uh, I'm an educated history teacher." Yeah, and you're wrong, and basically that's all he said. I once saw, right, I, I, you just made me laugh, because remember when I used to get piled on by the terrain theory lot? Yeah, And who yeah. would demand, I would, demand I say that viruses don't exist, yeah. right? They once sent me this video, and I shit you not, this, I, I watched a bit of it, and then I just laughed my ass off and left. They were like, here's the ultimate proof, here's the ultimate proof. And it was this bald Australian guy, and he was sitting there going, look, I know that this is real, don't exist because I'm smarter than you and I'm really smart and I'm telling you that because I'm really really smart I know this is true and I'm sitting there going what the fuck and just um, just for the purposes of YouTube censorship they, that yep. was a quote from a video that Ben had watched and not something that we believe in no, no, no. And, 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 and if you're watching this back, John might have even put a little beep over it just for... Yeah, just mate, for, right. uh, but, it, but the thing is, they, they, these people, they are obnoxious. And, and no matter what side, they want to debunk something and they don't have evidence. This is what they do. They just sit there going, I'm smarter than you. I'm yeah. smarter than you. Yeah. I and know. therefore I know. Well, it's, that's like this this whole, um, this guy, Hotez, and the pylon that he's getting. Because he's getting a pylon on both sides. People are, people are mocking him, and I think quite rightly so, because, and then they're getting all these people that are defending him. Now, the thing is, 
someone said this morning, you know, he doesn't deserve to be. Excuse me. He doesn't deserve to be challenged, and yes, yes, he does deserve to be challenged. If he's a scientist, he deserves to be challenged. And secondly, he in particular deserves be, deserves to be challenged for the things that he's promoted in the past. Yeah, right. so he's the one that's been on TV, and, and won't say what? Yeah, and the statements he's made, even to this day, even yesterday, he's making statements that are not backed up by data. That's just a random statement. That's not a scientific fact. It's a random statement. So yes, he does deserve to be challenged, and if he and can't think- back it up, then he should shut up. I think all um, science deserves and should be challenged because Mm. if you don't challenge it what if you are wrong first of all what if you are wrong and and second of all what if by challenging it yes you're proved right but also it can be made better whatever you're doing oh yeah i mean science can't progress if you're not allowed to to um discuss it how can it well exactly it's like it's like when obama the worst thing that ever happened was when obama turned around and said the science is settled because 90% 90% of the people that are 99% of the people that supported Obama believe him and they still believe yeah. him to this day. They believe that, that that science that he was talking about is settled. And no, it's not. It's mm. not. Because all you need to do is just pull up five or six different theories about what's going on just now and everyone will give you a different a different outcome. One, we're warming, one, we're cooling, one, we're, we're flipping from hot to cold, one, we're going from cold to hot you will get a different outcome for God knows how many different theories. So, science doesn't have a clue. Science doesn't have a clue what's happening. Well, I think... uh, So I was having a conversation with somebody earlier and uh, sort of along along the lines of of what you're talking about here. And I came up with a theory because somebody... somebody, In fact, I'll tell you who. Suzanne Seddon, who came on the show, Mm -hmm. asked me um, to help her find a a dog-friendly hotel caravan park in my town that's got an outdoor swimming pool. And uh, there's one. There's one. Yeah. But the point of the matter is, we are on the south coast in a town that literally labels itself the Sunshine Coast. That is our... You know, it's on all our signs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I turned around and I said, well, you can really look at uh, uh, what's going on with people... Just look at people who want to make money. I said, because... Building a pool in an outdoor segment of your hotel is very expensive. It's a very expensive thing to do. Mm-hmm. I said, why would they not have done that if we are <laughs> if we are gonna just on a trajectory to get warmer and warmer? Yeah, well yeah, I know. But hey I know I mean it's very simplistic, I know. Yeah, I know, but nobody knows what's going on and you know what? Anything that is changing is changing slowly and you in fact, if you want to learn about it, go and listen to Latimer Alder on our mm-hmm. Net Zero podcast because he'll tell you all about it. He'll tell you where we're going. Yeah, um, uh, and yeah that's probably he seems to be bit. very switched on. Yeah, I think he is. He's generally well researched and um, and quite quite up to date, especially in that field. Um, but anyway, we'll moving on. Right. Speaking about um, things like facts and debunking <laughs> them and stuff like that. So Zuckerberg admits in court that fact checks are just opinion. But of course they are. <laughs> yeah, I know. But why do people why do people think they were anything other than someone's opinion? See, this is a problem. Uh-huh. Why does a fact check? You know, when someone puts a fact check, I mean it's like community notes on the bottom of a tweet. Yeah, they could be right, but a lot of times they're wrong. Okay, yeah, and I'll it's the same you, with facts that are checked by Zuckerberg and his group and Google and their team. So why does anyone put more store in a fact check than the person making the original statement? I'll tell you exactly why, because I know why. Um, because the the organisations that call themselves fact checkers, mm-hmm. like they give themselves these titles, full fact, politico, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, they agree with the worldview to which the people that are believing them adhere. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Snopes. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Snopes, yeah. These people, they call themselves fact-checkers, okay, and then people go, oh, my God, Snopes has fact-checked it. What do you mean Snopes has fact-checked it? You <laughs> checked it. You mean the 16-year-old boy in his mum's basement that's logged into Snopes? I think he's 19 has fact-checked it. <laughs> yeah. 
it's, uh, I know. They don't tell you who's fact-checked it. They just go, oh, my God, Snopes has fact-checked it. Well, how has Snopes fact-checked it? Well, a lot of the time what they do is they rephrase the question. That's what they'll do. They'll rephrase the question or, or oh, the statement. Do. Yeah, they do. They do that. Um to 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 answer to give their own answer to that yeah, rephrased they, version exactly they rephrase which the question, is not the original yeah they rephrase the question then answer that question which bears mm-hmm. in some cases absolutely no relation to the original statement that was made yeah. and they do it all the time and then go fact check false <laughs> I mean that's that's why I've always championed me and John making our own fact checking organisation and then just not telling anybody that it's me and John. Yeah. And then simply putting ourselves out there on on the internet as a fact-checking organisation, we give ourselves a little tick and stuff like that mm-hmm. because that's basically all these people do. Yeah. They they give themselves a tick. They call themselves fact checkers, and then what they're doing is they're actually providing their own biased, usually opinion on on a, on a statement that they've reworded so that they can provide their own biased opinion and create a different situation to what the original thing's about anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. It's, let's move on to let's move on to current news, shall we? What about what about? Well, I tell you what. Sixth of June, Trump made a statement. He did, didn't he? He said he predicted that Hunter Biden would be charged with something small in order to make it more plausible that they were coming after him. Yeah, he he said that on the sixth of June. He did. And what happened? what happened yesterday? Uh, well, Hunter Biden was charged with something small, to which he pled guilty and will receive no jail time. Well, well it's, um, it's not even a question of pleading guilty. They made a plea bargain. Uh-huh. Now, there were two tax offences, but they weren't considered felonies. They were misdemeanors. And do you know what else wasn't considered for well, a felony? And in fact, Yeah, the gun thing, yeah, but... But apart from that, none of these things would normally be misdemeanors because no. isn't that how they brought down um, that well-known gangster Al Capone? Wasn't that so. a tax felony that brought him down? I believe so. So I believe so. And and there was an illegal gun charge that he's not even going to be punished upon. Yes, yes, I know, I know. Yeah, because he lied no. on his application. And I'm pretty sure that's a felony. Deferred. I'm pretty sure that should have been a felony. felony. Well, I, I, I agree. I believe it is. But you know what? But because he's got what he has got, he's still legally allowed to own a gun. And yet because no he, one no one has mentioned the five million in bribes that he got and the five million in bribes that Uncle Joe got. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. According, to, like, according to the FBI themselves... Well, According to the FBI. <laughs> and the FBI are saying it. Well, what chance have you got if they're making it up? I mean, this is the Democratic Party. This is a Democratic president. And even the FBI are saying, well, yeah, they did get five million in bribes. Ah, huh? what? Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and, and also there is, there is yeah, we, we definitely got record. There are 17 recordings. Um, um, what? Eh? and give him no jail time, right? And then yeah. he can say, look, that's Hunter Dunn. That is Hunter Dunn. Look, we've 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 looked at him and we've punished him. Dealt with. Dealt with. Right. Dealt with. So he also and and I'm gonna it's uh, it, it's probably I would say this is speculation rather than conspiracy theory, but here's a right. theory that someone's come up with. What about if Hunter Dunn did the laptop thing deliberately? Right? Okay. What about if he intentionally left it at the repair shop, knowing the contents would be very detrimental to, to Joe? Right? Well, you mean a guilty conscience? Well, or maybe he just wanted to get back at Daddy Joe. Maybe Daddy Joe... And let's face it, Daddy Joe's done some dodgy things according to his daughter's diaries, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe he's been doing dodgy things with Hunter as well, and maybe he just wanted to get back at having, let's just say, being treated poorly by Dad. Perhaps. And maybe Perhaps. he just left the laptop there and never bothered, never bothered claiming it. I, I think that's 
that's that's that is speculation. That's well, I prefaced it with that. <laughs> yeah, the other thing, which is purely speculation, is maybe he was just so out of his head he forgot. Well, that's a possibility. And and the the thing that gets me is, and and I I need to say this again. There were two laptops. <laughs> there were two laptops, and not only that. Um, when when content, I, I I still don't get why the mainstream media did this. Because when the content started mm-hmm. coming out, what they did was they started making compilation videos of Hunter being a baller. Yeah, I know, I know, and people they loved did. it. People loved it. They were like, "Look, he's naked water sliding." I was like, "I want a naked water slide now." I, I, that looks like that looks like fun. That looks like they made these compilation videos of Hunter just living his best life when there was some other stuff on there, shall we say, mm-hmm. glass pipes and the like that so, could have could could have been. Right. So moving on, one of the theories has come. One of the theories that we came up with for um, Mr. Tate has come to pass. Yes. So charges have been laid against them. Um, yes. Rape, human trafficking, and. Uh, starting a fraudulent scheme to relieve... An organised criminal gang. Yeah, an organised criminal gang to relieve women of their money. From TikTok. From TikTok. <laughs> yeah, OK. So, so it, it does seem maybe a little bit that some of it might be, um, might be a bit of a stretch, but we'll see what happens. Now, the thing that gets me is the trial... And this is from Romania itself. The trial is set to take several years. Yeah. Oh, hold um, on, hold on. Why? Why would a trial take several years? Well, I'm not sure. But haven't they still got, like, over uh, tens of millions of dollars worth of property? And I think they seized, like, over $100 million worth of Bitcoin from him. They took all his cars. They didn't take them all. Well, they took some of them. Yeah, but yeah. So, but why would the trial take several years? This is the part I don't understand. Why? Well, probably it's probably not that the trial itself will take several years. It's probably that it's not going to come to court for a long time. Um, I, I would assume during all of that time he'll have conditions strapped upon him like he can't leave Romania, but he'll probably be quite free on bail. To yeah, I think if I was him, I think I'd be. I might get on a see, private jet to Dubai yeah, or something. Anyway, well, I mean, he's got a house in Dubai. Yeah, that's I know. what I'm saying, and I, I know. and I believe there's no extradition, no extradition agreement between Dubai. the two countries. Uh, speaking so, of um, people that were being prosecuted, mm-hmm. what about Sam Bankman fraud? Well, Sam Bankman fraud, from what I understand, is quietly having charges dropped mm-hmm. in the five, background. Five charges against um, have been. Dropped and he's now considered likely to walk. Well, I mean, let's face it, he's got, uh, he's probably got a lot of evidence on where the sources of, or where his money went. Well, we know where some of his money went, don't we? Well, we know that. Four, what was it, four billion of it? He stole four billion and gave half of it to the Democratic candidates. <laughs> I mean, I was about to say a lot of it got funneled through Democratic candidates, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. So at least two billion of it went to the right people. Obviously, if you want to get off with something. I mean, well, what's happening to of- justice in, in the US? What is happening to justice in the US? Uh, I'll tell you exactly what's happening to justice in the United States. It's Joe Biden's Justice Department, and his friends and family are not going to uh, fall privy to it. Yeah, yeah, basically, I think it's as simple as that. It it looks like a banana republic, and it does. It looks like a banana republic. I think it is a banana republic. I mean, look, if it looks like a mouse, squeaks like a mouse, I'm once again a mouse. (laughs) So, um, squeak, squeak. What else have we got? (laughs) So, I've got one for you. (laughs) Go on. Uh, When I went to sleep last night. As a mouse there or as a 40 human? 40 hours remaining <laughs> in the air supply of this missing submarine. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm starting to think that... These guys aren't coming sub- back. Well, I'm start- I hope they are, obviously. But what, I, what I'm starting to think when I look at some of the uh, statements from... When I look at some of the statements from the CEO of that company... So he was asked... Yeah, he's written them all. This is true. Right. 
But this is true. He was asked why the, the pilot of the sub is not, uh, you know, an experienced submariner. And he said, and I quote, the reason we don't hire experienced submariners is because they're 50-something-year-old white guys, and that wouldn't be inspirational. And for, for listeners of the podcast, that silence was just me shaking my head and Ben looking aghast. It's just, yep. what, what, what can one say to that? Um, did you know they use a knockoff Logitech PlayStation controller to pilot the sub? Okay. That's that's true. That's true. Um, and and it looks like this this crew of I think it's five men. Uh, I say crew. I think it's one pilot and four quarter of a million dollar a pop tourists have been essentially hung out to dry by a company that championed inspiration and diversity over experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure what they're trying to achieve here because... Well, I, I'm not. They, they, they didn't take up the offer of that deep-sea rescue vehicle from... from... Um, from Jersey, I think, from the British Isles. But I'm not sure that he would have got there in time. Well, it would have if it had gone on Sunday when it was ready to go. But it won't get there in time now because the flight was denied. Yeah. No, well, but, honest, but, honestly, there's no point in going now because it would, by the time they got there with the flight and then they got a boat out, it would be too late. I mean, it takes eight I hours to get down to that depth. Good grief. Or I mean, I've heard, or, well, I've seen hashtag OceanGate trending on Twitter and that's what this is. Right, so what gets me, though, what gets me are the people, right, who are basically saying these people deserve what they get because they spent money on tourism when they could have been spending their money to save people that are drowning as immigrants. Yeah, um, that's once again. That, I, 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 how did people get, how did people make the mental leap to conflate those two issues? You know, how did they bring them together? Um, it's, it's the mind virus. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, that, there, there's just no reason for anyone to say that. And it's well, pretty it, disgusting, you know, because, yeah, yes, it's only five people, but it doesn't matter how much money they've got, they're still people. Well, they're still people, and, and at the end of the day, you know, I can conflate that situation with the amount of people celebrating about the demise of Mr. Popoff. Mr. Yeah, Popoff, who was, who was, you know, taken, taken, life was taken by a tiger shark. They were going, ha, 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 he's Russian. Doesn't matter. Imagine if that had been... Doesn't imagine matter. Imagine if that had been a Ukrainian that had been eaten by a tiger shark. Oh, my, my God. God. There, would have been, yeah, there would have been a campaign to take out all of the tiger sharks. Yeah, there would have been. All tiger sharks yeah. would have been targeted, and that would have been it. Yeah. I dread to think what would happen if it had been a black guy. Oh, my God. They, anyway. they, then they would have been called racist. Speaking of um, the next point... Uh, Joe Biden's press secretary, Corrine. <laughs> oh, isn't she great? Corrine Jean. Oh, yeah, she's she's freaking great. All right, Corrine. Great. Corrine Jean Pierre has declared herself. She has declared herself to be a historic figure. After barely a year in the post, I'm a historic okay. figure, and I could walk in history. <laughs> Is that because she's the first black woman to be a presidential <laughs> press secretary by any chance? <laughs> I'm a historic... I mean, right, I, I will what she said. She says, I'm a, I'm a historic figure, and I mm -hmm. certainly walk in history every day. But this is also a historic-making administration because of this president. No, you're not, though. No, you're not. If you're, I, I, if you're a, an historic figure, I, I am a legend in my own lunchtime. Yeah, but you are. <laughs> oh my God! You've just proved how a, a, a historic figure. Well, I, I mean, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, if you know, these people, I, I'm going to get in trouble here, right? But these people can't have it one way or the other. These people okay? being press secretaries. No, <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean the woke. 
the, the All right, the wall Great, okay. I just wanted to clarify what you meant by these yeah. people. <laughs> so, so Eva, it matters that you're a woman because I'm guessing that's where we're going down here. Right. At first, yep. Or it doesn't. Either it matters or it doesn't. You can't have it both ways. Because if you're saying I'm a historic figure because, and, and, and let's face it, she is saying it because of she's saying it because the she's colour a, of a, her skin. She's saying it because she's a black immigrant gay woman. Uh, woman. Yeah, that's why she's saying it. So you can't have it both ways. Well, Either it matters. And, you know, I personally think it does yeah. matter. Uh-huh. Right? Either it matters or it doesn't. Because then you got the, you know, the, the press, not the press secretary, the energy guy who kept stealing suitcases. Oh, yeah, Brenton. Sam Brenton. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but they, they is, is Brenton a woman? Because... <laughs> he doesn't I look don't know. Like I don't think so. I don't think he purports to be a woman. He just dresses as one. I don't know. I'm not no. sure. It's hard to keep up these days. It really is. I mean, I mean, there's there's definitely a you know an air of kleptomania there. But <laughs> it's a kleptomaniac, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. He's got mental mentally health issues. I would say anyone who keeps well, stealing people's luggage has definitely got mental health issues. And, and then, then to be caught it. wearing the contents as <laughs> the icing on the cake. <laughs> the, the, the fashion designer who made that one dress, and there, there's Brinton wearing it to an yeah, event. Yeah. Anyway, right, I definitely um, didn't steal this. <laughs> here, here's a little article from the Grey Zone, okay? Newly declassified British files shed disturbing light on the origins and internal workings of Operation Gladio. Now, we've heard about this. We've heard about right. this from one of our close colleagues. Yep. A covert NATO plot deploying fascist terror militias across Italy. Mm -hmm. Have spies in London applied these lessons in Ukraine by Kit Clarenberg? Quite interesting. Well, it is quite interesting. Also, the Grey Zone, they did some fantastic uh, freedom of information stuff recently. Mm -hmm. that shed some light on um, the intelligence services usage, shall we, shall we say, of one Mariana Spring. What have they done? And that's now? all I'm gonna say. Oh, yeah. Well, all, all I'm gonna say is when they want when they want stories planted. Oh yeah, yeah. They have name dropped usage of Mariana oh. Spring at the BBC. When did they do that? Uh, the Grey Zone found did this reporting about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Oh right, I need to have a look at that. That sounds very yeah. interesting. Video. Yeah, so right. So um, his name dropped in yeah. intelligence communications. That's that's real. They've got them. Wow, wow, that's good. Right, um, are we uh, are we getting towards the end of things? I've got some funnies. Let's do some funnies then. Right, new scientist. This is quite funny. This is quite horrific, actually. The new scientist. New scientist has found a fossil of the largest millipede that ever lived on a beach in Northumberland. Okay? Right. Apparently the size of a car. No. 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 The largest no. arthropod ever to existed on Earth. <laughs> nope. It's supposed to be 326 million years old, though. Yeah. Have you seen the giant millipedes of today? They're the things of fucking nightmares. Yeah, I know. They are. Uh, right. Speaking of things of nightmares, Liz Truss has come out and said mm -hmm. that she was... It says that being compared to a lettuce was not funny. <laughs> Is that because she's well aware that, that the... Production of lettuce causes three times the global emissions of the production of bacon. bacon yeah. Liz Truss, Liz, if you want to join the cause, if you want to join the cause now, just stop lettuce. Yeah. I mean, um, someone had replied and said something. I didn't like the... Pr and, and you know what else wasn't funny? The, the hike in my mortgage payments, right? And, I, and I'm, I'm like, well, hold on a minute. If you'd actually let Liz and Quasi's budget alone... What happened? You wouldn't have got the same hike. 
making your mortgage payments. What, what happened? Yeah. If you know what? If your ex-chancellor hadn't monkeyed the monkeyed about with the banks to get them to bring that you know, to, to manipulate that budget to make yep. it look as if it wasn't doing what it would have done, and then he put one in that did the reverse. Yeah. So it's him that's yeah. driven the hike, not uh, not Liz and Quasi's budget. And, no, John, and, and it's me. I'm it's not, Liz. I'm not a great fan of you, Liz, but in this case, well, I think not. you're right. <laughs> look, all I did was get elected by the Conservative members. Yeah. I, yeah. Put, I put forward a budget that would have helped you. I could have gone a bit further. What I could have done is I could have cut VAT, which I should yes, have done. Yes, you should have. But, but... What actually happened was that little snake, Sunak, or as we like to call him in the back rooms, Roland, what he did was he got very sad that he didn't win. So he orchestrated a coup behind my back so that he could be Prime Minister today. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. And the budget was not perfect, but it was a it damn was, sight better. It was better than what than, we've got now. It's better than what um, Sunak can what works. Who has it, Hunt? Is he uh, the Chancellor? Yeah, Jeremy Hunt. Yeah, it's better than what Hunt come up with. Bloody hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a promotion of growth. Yeah. It was a promotion of growth. It was a promotion of spending. Like I say, could have gone further. They should have slashed VAT to 10%. They should have just slashed oh, yeah. right the way down. Or, or even cut it to 5 or something like that. You used to give, yeah. give businesses a boost. After after cl- shutting, shuttering businesses for two years, give them a bit of a boost, you know? Give them a break. Yeah, because you, you, and, what and you would have done is you would have actually, spent power in people's pockets. Why not just do it? Why, why is VAT a thing? Why are, the yeah, people, stuff. why are people getting taxed on the on the stuff that they produce on the elements of their of their production uh, on their labour? Why are they getting taxed on these things? Why is that a because thing? It's protection rackets, legalised theft, and, it is. and yeah, know, all the all the while people tolerate it, it will continue. Yeah, and it's as simple as that. Because what people don't seem to realise for some reason, is that there are 70 million of us in this country, and there's 650 of them in the parliament. You want to get things changed ganging up on them kind of works they are your employees a man from the Belfast Telegraph a man who admitted performing a sex act while kneeling over a captured seagull and watching pornography on his mobile phone is to be sentenced today (laughs) what? What? That's almost as bad as the story in, in, in Disney World. You know, with the guy on the rat ride. Yeah, I know. What? I don't know if this has had to do with the guy what? that was caught. Is this, is this completely divorced from the guy that was caught taking the seagull for a walk on a, a lead? Remember? Yes. Yes, completely divorced. <laughs> what, is it with, what is it with people and seagulls? Seagulls are horrible yeah. creatures. I mean, they're, they're I know basically flying rats. And yet, yeah, I know even, even our friend, her. even our friend of the show, the techie, is is effectively trying to domesticate a seagull. Yeah, all the, all the time, every day. Yeah, every day. It's not right. But I know a woman who takes her eight foot constrictor for a bloody walk. No, terrifying. That's not right. Terrifying. Where does she take this thing? Along the seafront. How? I I I would tell you, but you wouldn't believe me. Does she wrap it around her neck? Sometimes, and sometimes she wraps a lead around it. And it slithers. And it slippers. No, that's not right. <laughs> She's nuts. <laughs> I, I, I really, I draw the line. I don't like snakes at all. Really <laughs> well, like oh, I found like, do you remember? I found like the tail end of one a few months back. And then I found I found my cat trying to murder murder a mouse the other day, right? And and I was sitting there like this, and I was thinking, I'm trying to do my brethren in, I'm trying to do my brethren in. What are you doing? What are you doing? I came round a corner once in France, and there was a snake covering most of the road. No, 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 no. And I mean, I was doing in excess of sixty at the time, so it went ba bump. As I went over it. 
Yeah, well, there's no stopping that, is there? No. There's no stopping that. It was big, though. I thought it it wasn't as if you could have swerved to avoid it. It was covering the entire lane. (laughs) So it must have been a good, what, 10 feet wide, uh, long or whatever. Right, what about um, about about Sunak's Ukraine? (laughs) What's what's his Ukraine rehabilitation project? That's what I'm asking. Is, Is Zelensky coming off something? Is there an intervention underway here? <laughs> Maybe Ukrainian rehabilitation conference. Come on, get a joke. I mean, hold on a minute. How can you even talk about rehabilitating or rebuilding Ukraine until you've finished what's going on right now? Because until you've got peace, you can't go in and start rebuilding stuff. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know. Is so don't answer? we really don't need know. to start with a peace treaty? And then well, I mean, maybe speaking, speaking or squeaking yeah. of, of Ukraine, um, 6.2 billion in accounting errors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's found in your favor, and you will be yep. getting extra. Yeah, yeah, well done, yeah. Ukraine. Nice Amazing little windfall that. coming there from the United States. But before we go, John, I just want to give you an update. I've got an update here. Oh, world live time breaking, breaking news, Ben. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, oh. over to Ben with an update, Ben. From GB News, there's hope! Trapped Titanic submarine victims desperately bang SOS on doomed craft at 3,800 metres. So, the victims of the Titanic submarine disaster are believed to be alive 3,800 metres under the Atlantic Ocean and desperately trying to raise help. GB News understand regular SOS taps have been heard and two vehicles which could only dive to 3,000 metres both imploded when they attempted to plunge lower. Sources close to the rescue say two British deep water salvage companies, Ocean Infinity and Megalium, were three to four days away from sending equipment but it is believed the US Coast Guard decided not to fund the export. That's what we were talking about earlier. Um, It is thought that US President Joe Biden is now involved and the two British salvage companies have been told to stand down. As part of the rescue efforts, France have reportedly ignored US advice and sent a ship named the Lante, a vessel featuring a robot which can plunge to 20,000 feet. The missing submarine lost contact. Yeah, twenty thousand. That's a big. That's hey, um, Macron's becoming like the the. He's becoming like the world savior, isn't he? He's becoming the Western mm-hmm. version of someone that we cannot speak about. <laughs> British billionaire Hamish Harding, who runs the avi- aviation company, is among those missing, along with Paul Henry Naguest, a former French Navy diver, and Stockton Rush, the chief executive of OceanGate. Yeah. Yeah, I knew who was on it. So they're gonna they're they're gonna try and get him out, aren't they? They're gonna try and get their chief executive out. They're gonna try and get the British billionaire out. And of course, Macron's like, there is a French man down there. You tell me to stand down? No. <laughs> no. I will rescue the French man. What if they've got a, a robot that can dive to two hundred or twenty thousand feet? Send it. Yeah, I know. Bloody send it. What's the problem? Don't tell him to stand down. Whole thing's ridiculous. It really is. It is. Um, oh, my God. I've just seen another thing from, from, from GB News here. Michelle, Michelle Dubery stuns GB News viewers by identifying as cat after team called Despicable in Team Rouse. She's got some cat ears on. She's painted a black nose on. She's got some whiskers Oh, that's, on a- that's ancient. I saw that about three days ago. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that. But you know, Michelle, yeah. um, I, I feel, I feel. Please don't come and harm me, as I am a mouse. Right? That's all I'm going to ask. And uh, please, people, before we do go, I just want you to understand. Whenever I decide to identify as a mouse, I need to be respected. Okay. <laughs> and that goes for you as well, John. Squeak. I, I, I really don't like. What you've done here? Because you've stolen, you've stolen my, my fantasy, my childhood fantasy. You have stolen it and and adopted it as your own. That's quite despicable. Then do you know what? Do you know what? No. What? You could have done this at any time. Yes, but I'm not mentally ill. And with that, I'd like to squeak, thank squeak. you. 
for attending this episode 229 of Chasing Descent Live with me, John, and with the idiot known as Squeak. It's been great for you. Squeak, squeak. Yeah.